You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. My girls, we're going after this. We're all going out to get to Vivid. My girls want to get Vivid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're all going to creep. You can be touching like this. Yeah, I've been loving it. Diablo's Den, episode number nine. Happy New Year, motherfuckers. We got Eddie Leeway, Don Capia, and a surprise guest, Esteban Oreo from L.A. It's on, nigga. What's yeah. up, everybody? What's Welcome up, everybody? to Diablo's Den, episode yeah, one, number one, nine. One, I'm yo, your host. Yo, yo. I'm your co-host, Jay Reason, and I'm sitting here with the man, the main guy, Danny Diablo, What's aka Lordy Zach. A little, a little high. Hold on. Where's my thing? Uh, a little, little trebly. Uh, a little bit trebly. A little trebly. Little trebly. Little trebly. Treb. Treb. Is that better? Check. Is that better? Yeah. Sounds better right there. Right. All right. So here we go. Trouble these nuts, nigga. Man, so we're really excited. It's been a little, <laughs> we had a little break for the holiday. Oh, we're back with episode Happy New Year. number nine. You guys know the drill before we nine, dive like in. Nine, number nine. Yeah, number nine. Black, yeah. black, black. Oh, is that number one or number nine? Number so one. we're <laughs> going <laughs> to. Number nine. That's the let's rem- give the our remit. first. Uh, <laughs> we got to pay the bills first. So let's give the top of the show oh, to shit. the one and only Oak and Crow Coffee, our yes. guy Jake. Proud Oak sponsor of Crow Coffee. Oak and Crow Coffee. And why did the I buy coffee, coffee in the world? So everybody, go out to <laughs> oakandcrow.com, and you're going to want to enter the discount code DMS. That's going to save you 10% on Diablo's Dark oh, Roast. Which anything, is, anything that with those three letters behind it ruins your life anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to provide you with a really good cup of coffee. Yes, I keep it up for three time. days. Bro, so that's going to keep it. So please, everybody. Coffee. Drink that Oak and Crow coffee. I want to shout out my boy. I want to shout out my boy, Sinji, who actually ordered. You know Sinji. What's up, Sinji? He ordered uh, Diablo's Dark Roast and gave it as a Christmas gift to his uh, a family member, and he loved it. So thanks for ordering, Thank Sinji, and supporting. So we're going to dive right into the show. Go ahead, Isaac. What's going on, man? What's uh, what are we saying? Yeah, uh, go ahead. Well, how you been? I, oh, for, for just you. drive right into the show. Let's, well, this is the show, everyone. Yvonne, thank you. Look at that, a nice Coca-Cola product that. only. Coca-Cola, only Coke products. In only this Coke place. products in this place. Have Coke Coke boys. Smile and shut the fuck up. So go ahead and introduce our. We have a really crazy. This is, this is crazy. This it didn't one. This didn't. It wasn't supposed to be like this. It never is, is. is it ever is? I was just saying. Well, check this out. I got three guys here who would. We only like know each other from uh, the bullpen at Rikers Island. It looks like to play the dress, <laughs> <laughs> but they all know each other somehow through through me, right? Yeah, yeah. That, been, and the music, the common music. bond, the common, common bond, bond is of me, Danny me. Diablo. So yeah. I went. This is so crazy because like these guys, all three of these guys have affected my life in <laughs> in positive way, maybe some bad ways too, but positive ways. It wasn't supposed to be like this. But uh, listen, <laughs> uh, I'll, we'll talk later on. But I'll get everything out, but. All three of them, I love dearly. Though I consider them brothers, uh, I looked up to these people for for advice sometimes, and uh, and they show me the ways. I'll, I'll get to it. But first of all, right over here is Eddie Leeway. Everyone, say hello. Hi, everybody. Eddie Leeway from Freeway. Very happy to be here. Over here, 
It's my brother, Don Caprio. Donnie. Good, good, good greetings to all. And over here, Bubba. So, this was a guest. good surprise because we didn't expect to have him. I mean, either. And he I'm told me. I'm honored. Go ahead. Who yeah, got? Yeah, I'm, I'm honored. And I'm just happy to see him because every time we see each other, <laughs> it's like for like an hour and I'm fucking banged out. And he's like, he's with his wife and he's doing his thing. And I'm, I got to go meet my girl. It's all craziness. And someone gets punched in the face and I get locked up the next week. So, it's so like, basically a typical day typical with day. Uh, Danny Diablo. So, but the thing no. is. And I get called for bail. <laughs> the, the, one of the best guys from the LA, uh, LA street culture. Esteban Oriol, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you. He just hit a three-pointer. Yeah. <laughs> Trifecta for this bitch. Yeah. So you know how I like to go and start the show. Let's start with Eddie. Eddie, what have you been listening to, checking out, anything new, old? Are you watching any, any shows, movies you've been checking out that you it's want It's really start? a lot of old R&B. I'm trying to practice to that now. I'm looking to cross over and do some other music besides... Like RuPaul? What everybody <laughs> Not RuPaul, but more like Major <laughs> Harris. <laughs> Major Harris is... Yeah. is no, I'm saying, like, like you, have a, you have a great voice. That's why you should always have been, the, like, you should be doing more of, like, uh, what's the that, what's that homeboy that, 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 that Timberlake's, or Justin Timberlake? You can sing like that, bro. Man, but I don't get that opportunity and so homeboy, much. I'm guy, trying. The guy I love, uh, Virtual Insanity. Oh, Jamiroquai. Jamiroquai, too. You have a voice like Jamiroquai, bro. Well, I hope I have more skills and, and, and I'm a little cooler than Jamiroquai. Oh, Jamiroquai can sing, bro. No, I know he can sing. I'm not <laughs> dissing that. He'll battle you, nigga. He'll battle you. But I'm, I'm not a hipster, so I'm about? not trying to play that role or be in that part of the industry, you know. I'm trying to find it. What about you, Donnie? What about you, Donnie? Jamiroquai, I love you, brother. I'm not trying to What about you, Donnie? What are you listening to? Checking out any new bands? I got to plug the band I love, Concrete Dream. That's a staple on our show, as you know. Donnie, Donnie. When I'm when I'm not listening Juan to the Fang. first two Scarhead records, <laughs> Men of the I'm Wizard. listening to Concrete Dream, JFK. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, those yeah. are our boys. Yeah, those are the boys. Yeah. New, 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 new music is is so fast; it comes in so quick now that it's really hard to keep track of what's going on. So I'm definitely like Eddie. I'm listening to older stuff. I'm still trapped in the '80s new wave. Yeah, you know? I feel you. What about Esmond? What about you? Are you checking out any uh, new music or movies too? TV shows? New movies? I would say uh, 1917. Oh, I just saw that. Uh, it was really says, awesome. Was you took your yeah. dad. You took your dad. Heard it's going to win an Oscar. Yeah, was that dope. shit was badass the way they filmed it. All one shot. It was like one long shot. Yeah, it was supposed wait, to look wait. like that, but it was you know a lot of different. Like uh, the Prodigy video, we smacked my bitch up. Man, one shot. That like, it's supposed to be like one long shot. Yeah. She was dope. Yeah. Yeah, it was badass. But uh, music. Um, Listen to uh, my boy Baldacci out there. Oh, that's the kid, the kid with the tattoos, right? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, a girl from New York named Maxine Ashley. Maxine. Oh, Shout out to Maxine Ashley. Yeah. yeah. Puerto, Puerto Rico's yeah. up in this bitch. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yep. And then, uh, Lobster was the record, Lobster. Yep. Yeah. She signed yeah. to Pharrell back in the day, right? Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I listened to Nipsey, rest in peace. Oh, yeah, rest yeah. Rest in peace. And then pretty much like uh, Maxine turned me on to Pop Smoke. Out here, so I oh, listen cool. to that. Okay, trap, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. And then uh, listen to older shit, you know, classic yeah. rock or old soul. And they have uh, this new thing out there in LA. It's called uh, Soldies, and it's like new versions of it's new young kids doing old soul music. Oh, that's awesome! That's dope, and they sound like from back in the day. They're playing all analog equipment, and oh, this guy shit. Joey Quinones, he. Fucking sick motherfucker. Like Temptations down. group or OJ's, yeah. or is it more more All like that, one yeah. vocalist? I would say he has a band called The Sincere's. Uh-huh. They they kick ass, but 
um, he does his own thing and he knows how to play like every instrument. So he has he has his own thing and then he has a band. But it's just some cool new shit, but with an old school flavor. That's awesome. What about you? E? Any any new music? Any or new movies? What have you been checking out? Been, oh, oh, check it out. I, I, I know you were plugging you. I'm not the I've been listening to. The History Hyenas podcast with uh, Giannis Papas and Chrissy D. The, the motherfuckers, one's from Bridgeway, one's from Park Slope. And they are the funniest motherfuckers ever. They say what they want to say. They make fun of the Bay, the, the Bay Ridge boys. They make fun of like, Bridgeway guys never leave Bridgeway. Like, they, they're like, like they, they are the fun. Listen. New York culture. Yo, these guys diss everybody. And they don't give a fuck. And <laughs> of course you love it. So, like the story they, of corner kings. No, listen, you know, kings of the corner, but they never go to the city. They know, this, this, these guys These guys are the fucking best ever. So I've, been, I've also been watching a disturbing show called... Oh, 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 oh sorry. Drop this, this uh, book. What's this book here that you just dropped? The Columbo We're going to get to that. Listen, so I... I um, been watching a thing that fucking really bothers me, but I had to watch it. My girl get the you know the millennials get me into it. My girl, the cat killer so, show. No, the fucking mo- the TV show. You. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. fucking listen. It bothers me because yeah. like, like I, listen, this shit really. The, the writers from Rise from Westchester. Well, I'm gonna punch that nigga in the face when I see him. Man, he's big, big dog. <laughs> well, I would say like this: the, 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 this you thing is like a, a white this white nigga from fucking. From I don't know where he from is, wherever. wherever, like a hipster, and he's like he, he kills bitches. What? Listen, <laughs> so I'm saying, I'm saying he kills me, falls in love, and then he kills bitches. He's serial killer. He hates women. He had a weird life, but then he takes some people's identity. But it'll be like this, you know, when you be able how creepy guys would be like, uh, you're the see, stalker, the, the stalker. They're like yeah. the girls at the the the, 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 the coffee shop. He goes, I didn't know you worked here, but then he gets a job. Yeah, and he yeah. just. And I, I don't understand that kind of villain. You know what I mean, yeah. I don't stand because my shit is yeah, easy. that kind of villain. I, or a bad guy. In my, in my world, you did this. You did this. You know you're not supposed to do this. And you know there's, there's, there's some politics, and we'll take care of it. In my mind, the only thing I'm doing is two thousand dollars for lawyer, six months back is Island. It's worth it. Let me do it. So, so, and this thing, this guy is like, he's I'll, sneaky. I'll go and fucking put lie in his mother's coffee. He had a heart attack. Then he'll come there doing a hit with AIDS needle while he's looking at. Like fizzing his mother, then I'll fucking take his son and throw him in the thing. Very sneaky. You know, it's like, and there are people that do it, especially white people that do it. It really fucking scary. Whoa, so, whoa. so I'm in my world. It's because you don't expect them to do it. It's not, It's like the, 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 it's like it's like the, the the guy like it's like you ever see that movie? He really the, likes the Adrian show. Brody, which I met from you one day, and yeah. uh, my chair that this show. Adrian Brody, he's from Woodhaven. Yeah. So Adrian yeah. Brody, and he saw, saw my son, we were bugging out. But Adrian Brody and Predator, remember Predator? Yeah. The Predators, the movie he was yeah. on, the, he was the Predator. Remember the little white kid from the, 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 the little... Oh yeah, what, yeah, what, yeah. What, 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 the, what TV show he's from? That guy, the seventy show. That little fucking creep. Yeah, he was like, he was the worst one. He was like, gave the girl the, the, the little flowers. He was stunning. He's rape her. I was like, that's the thing. He's like, why am I doing? But I said, that's the guy. That's the guy's fucking your girl. Pill cops. Like, Pill like, Cosby. Like, oh, he's gay. He's like gay. All of a sudden, you open the door. He's fucking your girl. But he's like, every time you're working, he's like, oh, it's me and fucking Ray. He's my gay friend. You know, they pretend and then they, they break up. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's the writers. The, I hate those niggas. The writers are worse. The writer's gay. <laughs> so I'm gonna. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's married. You know what I'm saying? That's, 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 life, life is crazy. It's like certain people you understand. Like if 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 my 
Right. What, what, what do you love more, season one or season two? Because I'm, 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 I'm a season one right now, and it's shit. It goes to LA in season two, so look out. Yeah, he, no, he's in already in LA. I'm oh, there. In LA? Right, he could the, the guy's thing, so he okay. killed the, the pure, the, the, the Cuban Spoiler. No, no, Spoiler. They all die. Listen, <laughs> you know what I'm just saying that just, it's it's a sad thing when people do shit like that. It's like <laughs> meticulous and that. And it's like they should just be upfront about killing people. It's about right? it's like it's like I'm, keep me on the checker space. I'm down chess, sorry, I'm checkers. I'm like yo, nigga. I'm gonna. Yeah, like, can we just do it that way. I'm just jumping like this. I'm Damn. gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> so stream. You could stream you now on Netflix. On Netflix, they they didn't they didn't pay for that sponsorship. It's uh, called you know you. It's called. Oh, you. I said you could stream you now on Netflix. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna plug uh two two bands though new brand new. I'm shit, also shout right? to Crime Apple. So I'm all, uh, first, I want to plug a band out of the Northwest called Change. Check them out, Change Hardcore. It's got my boy Aram and Chris from Champion, who are on Brazilian. They got a new band. Champion. It's awesome. So check them out, Change Hardcore uh, on Instagram. Shout out Aram, Champion. I also want to shout out Ill Communication, new band from Connecticut. Uh, so check those guys out, my boy Cesar. Uh, Ill Communication CT at Instagram. And then I'm going to shout out our new release. This one's a brand new release on Static Air. My homeboys, Hot Husbandry, uh, brand new vinyl. Pre-order that shit, uh, staticairrecords.com. Art looks good. So I'm, I'm, and I'm just plugging myself. And the whole Voice of Reason catalog oh. for the first time ever is now available on streaming. So thank you. Shout out to everybody who wrote and asked about those records finally out. So I want to give a shout out to Joe Pesci. He did a hell of a job as Russell Buffalino in the Irish. Mm, shout out True. to Joe Pesci. Shout out. He's the only shout one that really Prophet. did his shout job. Shout out to Melissa Prophet. Melissa we love Prophet. Melissa. We love So you. now that we went, we've gone through this, let's jump into the, the show. We're going to start off on a sad note. Uh, rest in peace to our boy. Vinny Value. Vinny Value. So. Vinny Value. From Warzone, bro. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit. Rest in peace, you know? young man. Just, uh, Eddie, if you want to talk a little bit about, you know. <coughs> but Vinny, I didn't really know that much. You know, quite honestly, and and I kind of feel like when we lose another brother out of our thing here in New York, that there's kind of like a bandwagon thing about it. So yeah. it's it's nice that we're giving him props and and you know paying our respects here because I kind of feel a lot of people like you know just use it on social media for some other yeah. purpose and, and and reason. You know what I mean? So. You know, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard, you know, for, for any of us. We're what, not getting what, what, old any younger. And, and you know, we're losing people every year now. Well, we're getting old, nigga. We're getting old, yeah. Is that yeah. what it is? We're getting yeah. old. Well, check this out. The, the, it, sucks because, life. it sucks because the, the good guys usually die. There's the guys out there, the piece of shit, they're doing the yeah. same oh, shit, so and they're still I, there. So that e- means evil. I'm going to live till about 95, right? right evil like, don't 90, die. 101, probably, Eddie. Evil don't die. <laughs> Ed, you're doing good. You're only 26 now, right? Yeah. You just About look that. old. <laughs> so, yeah, just, just some sad news. We just want to pay yeah, our Vinny, respects Vinny, out to, to Vinny. Vinny. Vinny was a Big good, shout out good to guy, and he had kids, so that's what hurts me more than anything. And he, yeah. I'm not going to say anything about whatever, but I'm saying that it just sucks when a good guy dies. And I see Vinny at every show. For the last we just saw tw- him at your show. Oh, I saw him at my show. No, he was stand talk- up. He yeah. was a quiet guy. He never got involved with the fuckery and everything else like that. So it is a sad thing to I, see I that. first met Vinny when he was uh, playing in uh, Gray Area. had just started. Voice Reason was advanced. So, yeah, he, he was a, a good dude. Came right up. Always super stand nice. Stand up guy. Stand up. So, uh, you know, just a, just a quick moment to on uh, Diablo send a shout out. Shout out to Vinny. Vinny. So talking about that, we had just seen Vinny at the Crown of Thorns show that you just played. Let's talk- <laughs> that sold show out. was just sold out at Amityville. That I had shit flu. 
was awesome. So uh, tell, tell me what happened. Yeah, Yvonne and I drove down. Yvonne, tell out, how, how to kill that shit. Drove out to. Uh, he said it was a great show. Damn. So we drove down from uh, Connecticut, and that that place is packed. It was Killing Time, and uh, my man here with uh, Crown of Thorns killed that shit. Uh, hangman, ha- hangman, and rule them all. So that shit was too too bad. Also, I had the flu, but you killed it. I mean, dude, that show. Something I don't know, nigga. Because the, the Crown of Thorns <laughs> record is, you know, the fluctuation of your voice, the flu probably helped, you know, because you have a little well, more, you have melodies going, you have melodies going. The new shit's hard, but the old, old shit's hard. The old shit has more melodic feel. But you know what happened? Because I thought, because like, that's my first heartbreak music I ever wrote. Mm. Then yeah. I said, fuck these bitches, and I just write some hard shit. Yeah. Kids were going fucking nuts, man. That shit, that shit They were going awesome. nuts, and, and good seeing Anthony Caminale, that's like my old, when I'm growing up. That's why my, my, my old, my brother, my, from Jackson Heights, Corona, for so it was good to see him with my family. I used to date his sister. And, uh, I hope his wife is doing better, too. Yes, I know He's a great guy, and it's just cool to see people in your life and be like, I love you. I told him I love him, and he said, we love you. Know, we hugged. It was just like, you know, because when you get older, you move out of the neighborhood, do this and that. Then you're like, we looked at each other like, look, we, we do music still. We do construction. You know, his father got me in the union in 1992. Wow. The, the, day, the year, the day, the, the year, what, the year I got stabbed and the year that my, my girlfriend was born. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Alice. So, and since our last recording, you did a tour. Shout out to Storm. Yeah. So, oh, since man. our last recording, Scarhead did a tour with oh, uh, M.O.D. Uh, M.O.D. Classic lineup. How was that? Went, it's better than doing the, the, the other tour before that. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying right now, I'm very humbled <laughs> in life, <laughs> touring-wise, because uh, yeah, like, like being an underground artist, um, it's just cool that, 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 that I get the props, but still, it's. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now. Listen, as I get older, like I, I like I, I, I'm so I love. I it's love, easier to record a podcast than to go. It's easier to be Danny Diablo and do a hip hop set and be like, "Fuck these niggas around me, my band members." Because everyone has a girlfriend or a wife or kids or a problem, and they got to hear that shit in the van right here and be like, "Yo, fuck up, bro. Your wife's sucking four dicks now." <laughs> Why are you here? So shut the fuck up. Just deal with it. <laughs> Man. Damn. Well, let's jump yeah. into the show. Let's guy, you see one of the band members like this holding the, the window and just crying? Betty, <laughs> I want to know about, tell everybody a little bit about what you're up to now and, and a little bit about Leeway um, for those who don't know, you know, who might not be familiar with you. Just give us a quick little, well... <laughs> The month of December sucked, <laughs> all right? Ooh. I'll be flat out. I, I really came close to a nervous breakdown. I, 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 and, you know, as I got out of that, I had the opportunity to relaunch my podcast. Awesome. And instead of doing, like, the usual industry stuff, I wanted to focus and make the content more about human issues. And the challenges that we all go through, not just our, as musicians, but, you know, the things that go on with our family and loved ones. Like, it doesn't have to be addiction. Like a Dr. Or Phil? Health. Like a do- hardcore Dr. You Phil? You know what? If you hear the first, <laughs> if you fe- hear the first half of, of the interview that I did, the first interview, which starts on episode three, that's kind of like I thought of myself at that You know, you sound like you're trying to be fucking Dr. Phil of NYHC. Shut the fuck yeah. up. You know what I mean? How do but you feel? I couldn't. I couldn't help. You know, <laughs> oh, shit, adding to oh. what she was saying and and talking about the uh, challenges and tragedies she endured, 
before she was able to the guest. You get out of here. What's the name of the podcast? It's just... simple. It's the Eddie Leeway podcast. All right, good. Oh, so thank pe- you. People can check that out too. Because I didn't hit it three. I guess that was just a two because I didn't hear any horns. <laughs> so. So, Eddie, did, can we talk about the beginning of Leeway and how the idea came together, like that whole process? Like, how did you get in? Actually, before the band, how did you get into the, the kind of music? Like, I, in the scene? Queens, music? baby. Through Kraut, one of the first hardcore Queens. And I started, you know, after turning 15, I started uh, breaking night and going to A7s or just hanging out downtown. AJ and I talked about, you know, doing a band together, and we eventually linked up along with uh, Jose Ochoa on bass, who went to school with him, and uh, neighborhood guy, Sasso. Sasso Matroni. Well, you right. Well, I think he wrote Sasso. Yeah, he was the old school writer. Yeah. So, you know, um, we did our thing. You know, we, we had a little bit of success and attention, but because of our record deal and the intrigue and fuckery, we all split up, you know. Uh, I think a lot of people want to blame me for all of that, but you know, there was a lot of other business issues and things like that that I weren't wasn't happy with at the same time. All, so, all I, I want to tell you something right now. All I know, when I was a little kid, I was in high school. I went to high school with your sister, mm-mm. or sisters. I went to Bryan High School, the best of the world. Yeah, look at this right here. So I'm saying, saying. Uh, so it's I went to Bryan's. Uh. So I remember looking out the window and see this nigga walking, just walking down the block all the time. Like, That's Eddie Leeway. I was like, yo, I want to be just like that. Well, the first time <laughs> I saw Danny, he was shorter than me. He was just all red hair oh, and teeth the on the train. Oh my god, I was a little kid. <laughs> yes. Yo, you can't. We were stuck in for like an hour in Brooklyn. Um, well, Queensboro Plaza. Remember, remember that? And you yeah. came up to us like, yo, Eddie, Eddie Leeway. <laughs> I don't know where you were going, but I know I was going. I was going nowhere fast. Believe as simple as that. Oh. Oh. But you know, after I broke Danny the band like, up in 2006, like it was important for me to make I a comeback after you know going through my challenges with mental health and addiction. A broken and neck. I wasn't done, and a broken neck. Yeah. Oh. So I wanted to make this happen, you know, because it's really one of the only things I got right in life. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you made a comeback, man. Yeah, yeah. That's hard. It's hard. That. hard to fucking like in, um, in life and music. So yeah, yeah. That's no, yeah, yeah. I feel very blessed, and that's why I, um I want to share that with an audience through the podcast. I don't want to turn it into the Eddie Leeway pity party podcast, right? But you know, we started talking about my issues. Now I'm hoping to have interviews with people that gone through the same challenges. You know. And and have success afterwards, um, you know. I want to cover other things. I want to talk about gambling addiction, uh, spousal abuse, queen shit. You know, queen shit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because you know, we all endure it, or we know somebody going through some stuff. And and uh, you know, fuck unity. I'm about community. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because there's too many people using that unity word, and and. Perpetrating frauds. What do you think about that, Donnie? When you hear some, a statement like that from from unity from versus community, I mean, it kind of for me. What I'm reading is it goes back to your original statement about you know the the death of Vinny and how kids on social media, you know, there's 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 a lot of people that tailgate these movements and have absolutely no idea. It's like the reporter that goes up to someone and starts talking to them about some incident that just happened, and that person has no fucking idea, but they're there or any feeling. Or they yeah. just want ratings, yeah, or they yeah. want attention. 
Yeah, there's a, there's a, lot, a lot of these people. A lot like, of bandwagon. But you know what's, you know what's, what's crazy about, about life that happens now? I see, uh, especially in New York, shit, like when people like something happens that they, they oh, you can't say that. That's why I love the podcast. The sensitivity, yeah. The sensitivity, like, like you can't say, like you can't say, you can't say fag. I'm saying, I'm the most like I, you can be whatever you want. If you don't hurt uh, animals and children. And, and women, but some women should get fucking. If you know, so, there's some evil bitches out there should get a headshot. It's just evil mm-hmm. people. You see, the queen, queen of England was a fucking crazy bitch back in the days, right? They had to kill that bitch, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I'm saying, but so I'm saying, hey, there's a little exceptions. But I'm saying, you don't hurt women, children, and babe, and and uh, and, uh, well, and, we're, and, we're, and, and animals. Are... I'm just saying, it's like I say, bitch ass nigga. You mean like, but, but you know what I mean? It's like you, like it's, it's, it's like, how can you say? So it's always the same people that say you can't say that. It's some fucking white dude from South Dakota or something. What do you and then think? there's and then there's that guy that's being completely sensitive and not saying any of these words that people call hateful, and he's going around and he's the lead guy on the show, you, and he's killing girls. Yeah. <laughs> and so, what do you think? Of, what do you think about everything that was? Just he, he knows L.A. changed. Oh, it's it's a lot, lot of. Uh... A lot of information, but uh, it's a lot of drama right now. Yeah. You know? yeah. Everybody's so pussy. You can't it's say pussy. nothing you no can't. more. You no. Know, you're like, yeah, there's some like, SJW uh, trying to call you out for something all the time. They can't yeah. go on Twitter five, five years ago. Well, he said this. You know yeah, why he's they're pulling saying? up shit from 10, 20 years ago when, when there wasn't all this oh, happened uh, last you know, night conscious you. shit. Yeah. And it's fucked up, you know? Like, Yo. like I was watching a video like of... Uh, Sean Connery, where he talks about slapping his girl in the yeah. face. <laughs> they've been married Sometimes for 31 years. You just have That's to slap the shit out of you. Yeah. But, like, you know, like 31 years of marriage, marriage alone is hard as fuck, you know, but 31 years of it, yeah. you know, there's, what's the secret? Right. I don't know, you know, but every once in a while you got to slap I'm, a hoe. Well, yeah. listen, I'm going, tonight I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> But check this out. In New York, we grew up nigga, not nigger. Nigga (laughs) was... And you can say it, you know an why? ambiguous word. It's like a condom. It comes in many shapes, (laughs) sizes, and colors. And, I, and that's the I haven't used line. a condom since 89. You could call a Chinese guy a nigga. <laughs> I get called nigga more than I think other people of color get called nigga. I gotta live with it. Eddie, Eddie. You're part Puerto Rican. No one knows that. Some do. But I'm saying that's the so tell these people you're a fucking you're a part yeah, in, the, in New York. It always it, it was more than a black thing in New York. It always was. It was in the hood. It was the hood thing. Yeah, it was a total hood thing. Street slang. I want to jump in really quick to to <laughs> into uh, just jump, jump nigga. Well, jumping from what Eddie said, how he got into and stuff like I asked him, how did you get involved uh, into the photography end and then taking that dad, right? into the yeah. music scene? Yeah, my, my pops, uh, he was a photographer, more like a documentary style photographer, and he uh, I was going on tour with House of Pain. I was a tour manager oh, awesome. of House of Pain from '92 to '94. Yes. Then I was a house. Uh, tour manager for Cypress Hill from 94 to 2005. And you were a bouncer, too. Yeah, and before that, I was working at the clubs. That's how I met all the guys. So at the time when I started going on tour of the House of Pain, my dad was like, you know, you live a pretty cool lifestyle. You're on the on tour, you know, living like a rock star, you know, going to all these countries and cities and shit, and then when you come home, you're into your lowrider car club in East L.A. You know, you should take pictures of that shit and document it should be capturing it and at first i was like you know the only photographers i knew were like fashion people or uh paparazzis and shit like that and i or tourists 
and I wasn't into either of those things. So, you know, of course, my dad was a photographer, too, but I wasn't too hip on, you know, documentary style and all this. Um, so once I started going on tour and coming back to East L.A. and doing the low riding shit, I ended up taking pictures of it. And it took a minute to get used to the camera and people around me to get used to it. But after a while, it, uh, you know, became easy and it flowed real good. And, and I started working with magazines. And Tell me what the people, the clientele that you worked with, the famous people. Tell just some people for famous people. Kim uh, Kardashian. Yeah, Kim Kardashian. I shot her back in the day. Um, Snoop Dogg. To me, my, my my biggest ones yeah, are was, was, De Niro and Pacino. Yeah. For me. Insane. I remember yeah. the party. Remember the, the Righteous, the righteous yeah. Kill. He uh, shot the big poster. Right under that is, you know, the Dennis Hopper, rest in peace. And then, rest in peace. you know, it goes yeah. all the way across the board with with actors and, and the hip-hop guys from Eminem, yeah. 50 Cent, Dre. Snoop, Amazing, man. All those, you know. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've known your world. name yeah. for like forever, so it's cool that you're here. That's like a really good surprise, man. And you know, documentaries, and documentaries and books, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. You've been working on a lot of stuff. Got another, uh, got a documentary coming out called LA Originals at South oh, by sick. Southwest yeah, in two months. So That's you know, awesome. Keep working. So, and then Donnie, for you in the middle, it's kind of crazy because you got like a hardcore and a film thing. Wait. And Donnie's like the perfect balance uh, of listen, like Don, that kind Donnie, of. Donnie is the least. Normal guy, these dudes. Yeah. Uh -huh. I'm trying to talk straight up because I know this guy. I know that too. So, listen, I want to tell you, I want to put some. With a strict vocabulary. Yeah, listen, Donnie might like, talk well and clean up mm -hmm. good, but mm -hmm. I'm just saying, he's one of us. <laughs> the, the, so, Donnie, before he met me, you want to explain how he's a Hudson met? Valley hardcore. No, no, listen, he's, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's a Westchester upstate guy. Yep, Westchester like, upstate guy. He likes uh, all those bands up there, mm -hmm. Overcast. All, all the metalcore bands. All the metalcore bands. Hated. I hate it. But, yep. No, but uh, shout out to, to Homeboy, the singer, what's his name? Nice guy. Brian oh, Fair. Brian Fair, that's Brian, our nice guy. guy. Shout out, Brian. Yeah, we like Brian. Yeah, I love Brian. Yeah. So, listen, so, <laughs> so listen, listen. Here it goes. I'll, I'll keep my mouth shut. Stop. Can't even say anything nice. Listen, so check this out. Donnie was the worst mistake on the double-edged sword for Donnie. Yeah, I got, I got two people and got in touch with me. <laughs> uh, right when Blindside, the original I Blindside remember. from New York, was breaking up. You were you playing drums. I was playing drums for them, and, um, you know, I was still jamming. I was in my early 20s. And what so. happened? You just came out from somewhere. No, 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 not at this time. No? No, 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 no. no. I'm talking Scarhead right now. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. Like, he just can't wait to I get know, to that I know, part. I know, I know, I know. Wait, you were before to that, too. You went from there to Scarhead. That was in high school. It was like right <laughs> out of high school. Kids make mistakes when they're young, right? Yeah, well, Scarhead's the second mistake you made after that. Yeah, I made some mistakes when I was younger. Those are those are supposed to be stricken and, from the record. Graffiti right? writers, too. Yeah, graffiti writers. So, we, you know, I knew about Ezak before we ever met. It's like most kids in the hardcore scene. Yeah, you, oh, legend. You, you know, he's a legend. Yeah. And, and the graph part of it, I came from a very big graph movement in Westchester, probably the biggest movement. Like Sass, we had, yes, yeah, Sass Vet. You know, shout out to Sub. Um, all, Sub all Tony. Fact, all the great writers that came from Westchester. I was part of that breed, and and um and I was in the music scene. A lot of you know, as we know, hardcore births a lot of big graffiti writers. So uh, I knew about Danny, and then I think it was at a show. We probably played a show together. It was a Crown of Thorns show. And um, Mike Gitter was at the show, and they were telling me how Scarhead was going to be looking for a drummer after Goat. So then I, I talked to Frank Pallet. Shout out to Frank from The Chance. And then I got on the phone with Tim, and uh, you know Tim was like, "You want to do this?" And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" So oh, poor guy. So <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> in two in two thousand, 
I, I started on a, a different trajectory Scar that changed Head. my life for the worse forever. <laughs> I remember. Yo, yeah. That's what, but Scarhead 2000 was pretty bad, too. It was, it was bad. Mike? It was really bad. <laughs> it was no, bad. I mean, if, if you want to write a bad. book about, about how horrible and, and you know, <laughs> debaucherous. How, the debauchery and, and the pain and the stress and the fighting and the drugs. And sang on the record. I mean, if, if you were to want to really take one year of a person's life, just go to 2000. Yeah. <laughs> and just look at what Danny did that year. All these punk rock bands that they talk about how crazy they are, no one's crazy as We were fighting, stat- whatever. I'm saying we were going through shit, and that tour alone, you had the best times of your life. It was good and bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's, there is a, it's, a, it's a gift and a curse to be alongside you. Yo, that's Thank a you. roller coaster. <laughs> you gotta no. have lows to get Wait, wait, wait. Me and Danny always talk about stuff. And that's the, the like later on we'll talk about. It. Like, I want to plug your book first, and we talk shit later. Okay, yeah. Which which uh, so uh, there's a there's a tie here on this side of the table. Oh, this, uh, somehow this. So so yeah, the, well, t- this side of the table we have you know a, a mob aficionado who he and I whenever we get together we're definitely talking gangster stuff because yeah, we yeah. both are you, you know look, avid you avid readers and um we we love. You know the New York, especially the New York gangster profile stuff. I would love to get my walking tour back because a lot of the landmarks that I did take my my uh, customers to are slowly eroding in the city. So I need to relaunch that as well while Mom, I have yeah. the chance. But go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. So I was going to say, you know, on this side of the table. So Eddie was, you know, one of the first people was super excited when I told them I was doing the book and as I worked through the process of the book which took like three years so I wrote, so, yeah, I wrote plug, plug the name yeah, too of the book real quick Col- I wrote Columbo the Unsolved Murder Mr. it's Columbo. a life story of Joe Columbo and I wrote it with his oldest son Anthony shout um, out to shout, Anthony yeah shout out to Anthony rest in peace um, that's a real team and, and I, I knew from, from my days you know I had met Esteban many years ago and um, through his work, I saw. I, I probably saw what I what I knew as in modern day world, and I I'm, I don't know everything about photography, but I'd never seen anybody shoot gang culture. Yeah, his like stuff I, is like so I sick. Esteban. So many people. Listen, hold on. So many people bite off him. It's not yeah, funny. We talked about it the other day. No, and I start laughing <laughs> because I, I mean, some of the guys we bother with me, and, and, and I mean, he'd be like, "Yo, let me work." And as I'm looking, I'm like this. So, you know, as being a fan of his and, and, and getting to work with him, it's a blessing. Um, you know, we've done stuff together. Well, well, the first time we got him, like we, we came out there and I, and I met him. Well, we could, yeah, we, we could, we could do the meeting on that, but to quick tie this all in, yeah. I, I called him up and I said to him, look, you know, we don't have a ton, a ton of money and I know you're worth a ton of money always. Mm-hmm. But I said, I, I would love you to shoot Anthony. And, you know, he was like, let's do it. And he, and he flew into New York and we went to Central Park. It was the first time Anthony had returned to Central Park since his father was murdered there 40 years prior. And he pulled out the camera, film camera. And the, yeah, Columbus Circle. And, and we shot a bunch of photos. And then he got to spend a lot of time with Anthony before he passed. And I, I told him, I said, I'm going to make you one promise. And I kept to this promise. You're going to be the only photographer in his adult life that takes pictures of him. So it was. That's it was, awesome. Yeah. That's crazy. Took a lot of great photos. Can I of offer him. a synopsis to the yeah, book? Yeah, sure. please. Sure. Um, basically, there hasn't been a book done on Joe Colombo uh, as far as a uh, uh, somewhat biography, but this was one of the most powerful historic shootings in all of OC history based out of New York. Uh, Joe went after the feds and went after a lot of the uh, higher powers for the Italian-American community. 
And as he was trying to do that, some of the powers that be in the other LCM families weren't happy with him because everybody was supposed to get a taste of this organization. Donnie covers pretty much three of the, what's the word I'm looking Conspiracy for? Conspiracy theories. Yeah, the, you know, of, of why he was shot and what the main reason was. So whether you think it's Crazy Joe Gallo getting, you know, black convicts from upstate when he was doing time to do this shooting because the shooter was named Jerome Johnson. Uh, it's either that. Some people think Carlo Gambino had him whacked because he was supposed to get a piece of the Italian-American proceeds. And uh, then there's the FBI theory. Yeah, the FBI, FBI theory. Defense. Italians thought, like a lot of LCN guys thought the FBI had a hit squad. Between the seventies, they, 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 they did. did. They, they definitely, most definitely did. did. The information, and I'll be, come, I'll be shot out. tomorrow for this. <laughs> now, the, the, the information, <laughs> in, you know, not not to go all over the book, but I know we podcasts are built for conspiracy theories because this stuff's unpopular. So, um, you know, in 1971, about seven months after Joe was shot, um, these students broke into an FBI office in Pennsylvania, which was not like a, a powerful FBI. It was just like a real yeah. small FBI office that was in a government building in PA, but they knew feds were in there because the feds were spying on kids in school. Yeah, it was like an underground satellite office. Right. So this was where COINTELPRO first became uh, to Exposed. the public. So these, these kids pulled out of one file cabinet. They ran with a bunch of stuff, and it just so happened that in this file cabinet, so, there was a clandestine operation within the FBI called COINTELPRO that was, you know, it's on paper, yeah. and it talks about the illegal spying on American citizens, the Black Panthers. They actually killed a Black Panther leader, and this is only the stuff that they got to bring to the public. So then when I started doing research, and, you know, you get FOIA documents, you get shut down in a lot of areas, but you start to learn that they were, at that time, Hoover had mirrored what the CIA was doing in other countries and he started programs within the United States to spy illegally on citizens and kill people. Yeah, even people like MLK, Martin Luther yeah. King, they they were trying to find a way to discredit or take him out well, as that's, well. That's what, yeah. listen, the, 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 to have a great country, you need to make yeah, power moves. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I'm just telling you, the people yes. like that's well, the government. This, I'm like, yo, shut the fuck up. You, if you were in charge of the government, you wouldn't last one day, bro. I'm um, saying, it's, I'm saying, it the world, the world is fucked up, and and it's like when those people say stop this, and they're like the guy comes back from war, and they're like spinning in Vietnam or fucking now, and the kids are back, like fucking pussy, they're like you can't do that, and the girl. Meanwhile, the old man, like 85 years old, you're like, yo, I'm, I'm not political. I don't give a fuck about politics, but. If, if someone, uh, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not with Trump. People say I'm like, like, I don't give a fuck about that stuff. But Trump's from Queens. Give a shout out. I'm saying, but besides that, <laughs> I'm saying I don't care about that or whatever. But as a, as a, you should back like old old school guys and old uh, war veterans. They get mad. They should back president because part of the United States. Well, the, the, I, I'm less, I'm there, just, there, there, there's a disconnect today also yeah, with that. The they're pussies, they're, and, but they're little and, pussies. You know. These, these kids are pussies. I was the last generation that had to sign up for selective service just in case there was a draft and we went to war mm. when I turned 18 in 83. Mm. I, I don't want to stray too, to too, too far from the book, though, so well, just, just to go back to what Donnie was saying. So uh, just real quick, where can people find the book, too? Just I don't think you mentioned. Uh... Yeah, I mean, if you go on Amazon and you type in the name Columbo, the Unsolved Murder, that's probably the easiest and safest place for you to get and are a you copy working, of the so book. So Donnie also does films and stuff. Is there, are you expanding Wait, 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 wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. Buy the book. Let's talk about it. I'm, I'm also going to be doing a signing, too. I got a okay. plug. When's this? I'm going to be at Mob Movie Con 
at Harrah's in What's Atlantic this? City in April, which is the guys that did Sopranos Con. They're doing Mob Movie Con. I'll be with you. So I'll, I'll, I'll have a booth at I'll Mob Movie Con. Shout out, show up. Shout out to I Jackie O, who's going to come I'll with me, and Alberta. Shark will probably be there. We're going to bring a gang of people and have fun. Shout out to Shark, Mike Panini. Yeah. Interesting fact. After Columbo was shot, they got to Crazy Joe on April 7th, 1972 off the of Hester That nigga was hard. Umberto's Clam House was in a different location. Yeah, After Hester the shooting, they moved it. Yep. But if you go to Hester Street in Mulberry, you can see Umberto still in the corner of the sidewalk. Yeah. They filled it in. But long story short, he was shot on my seventh birthday. His birthday was April 6th. He was out with his new wife and stepdaughter and friends and Pete the Greek, his bodyguard. And yes. even, though they, the horse even though Frank Sheeran says he's the he one that whacked Frank Sheeran. Loved the movie, but Frank Sheeran didn't. Frank have was looking to do with for it. a payday for his kids while he was dying. That's yeah. just the bottom line. None of that shit yeah. is real. Maybe he did paint houses, but he didn't paint those houses. Yeah. All right, check it out. So let's get to this. From Scarhead, <sighs> from Scarhead, you, you, you got you got a crash course in touring, right? In life, right. And that was the last tour that I ever did. The way every boy should grow up. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I ended up doing pop tours later then on. You start, then you, start, you became my manager. Yep. I started managing the band. And that's how we... So I went to the 2001, I went out to the West Coast with a demo. We well, before that, Operation Ajax. Oh, tell me you know, so Ajax. so you know, uh, Danny had had decided he just wanted to stop doing music altogether because I had a, a, a crazy bitch. I was going, I remember went out and she yeah, ran, you had a succubus. She you, ran you, she you ran me date, over in car. You were she ran a succubus, uh, uh, like all men. You know, you fall in love with this thing between a girl's legs, and you just think it's the most amazing thing in the world. And you she, need she was else. A, a beautiful woman, but a, a, I crazy. Know, she was, no, was no, fucking I'm not saying bad, but like, she's crazy. Life, but the bitch ran me over, and I still when she ran me over. Tried to stab me, stab you. Yeah, listen, I punched Joe Bruno in the face once. I had yep. to punch poor Joe Bruno in the face. Yep. And my That's fa- a job. That's <laughs> my father's friend. We so. can get into that. We can get into that night. That was a great night. That was Wait, 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 wait. But Tornado. before that, I'm just saying. So Operation Ajax. I, we, got, we got out of there, and she, uh, I basically fell, fell in love with some, a model girl, and she whatever, but she ran me over. Yeah, no, no. A grand, right off the Grand Central, and, and I still went on a date with another girl that day. So there, there was there was an eerie. There Where was is a, she listen, today? You know that you know that friend eerie feeling. God knows, right? I, I go out to Cares. visit him to see him. So I go out and it's, we're in I, Amish country, Pennsylvania. And it, it's I mean it's crazy. Like literally, I, I thought he was going to get these soon, you know, because the Jews have them. So maybe he's going to get it, you know, Jewish Amish. So I'm, I'm there and we're just he's got the dogs running in the field and I'm just sitting there and was I'm it just like a trailer. I think no, no, no. It was like an old like an old Victorian House. style. House. She was, a, she, was a, she was a she was a a Victoria's Secret model, and she 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 had money, but she was fucking crazy. She got locked up for tax evasion, and she, it was so sad. But you know what? It's part of life. But I used to flood the, all these Amish niggas with mad drugs out there, and I used to run you know, had the Amish time. mafia. <laughs> so <laughs> they try to tax me. Those <laughs> I, I go see him. I, then I go back on Thanksgiving. I remember. I remember this vividly. So I go back on Thanksgiving. We have Thanksgiving dinner there. Yeah. Oh and God, I, I pull him aside. We walked outside. And I'm yeah. like, "Listen, you're out of here. This is it. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want to see this anymore. It was three just, hours, you know. Three hours. So, so she was going somewhere one night, and you know, it's about yeah, about three, four hours away. She was going somewhere one night. I got Maddie Blue Eyes. We got a van. 
And when she left, we were waiting in the bushes. We rolled up with the van as soon as she left, and we just emptied out everything from the house, Detroit, right? put it in the van. I remember we had so much stuff in the van that Maddie Blue Eyes was sitting with Ajax on his lap. That's why we called it Operation yeah, Ajax. All, all, my, all my, grand, my grandparents' furniture. Everything. And we just, we just jetted. We went to New York, and then we recorded a demo. And that was the that was the first time we recorded Danny Diablo music ah. uh, up in Poughkeepsie with so UW. It Shout was out all to about a vaginal intervention. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but this is this is crazy because before that I did two thousand one, a Thug Odyssey demo. The demo, yes, yeah, for Scarhead first. But listen, yes. So when I, I first went out to two thousand one, I was like, oh whatever, and I bumped into these guys. I, it's just so crazy. I, I gave a demo to him in cartoon, him in a cartoon. And some fucking crazy thing it was like Rick Rubin, uh, Chris Rock, <laughs> Justin Timberlake, uh, Britney Spears, uh, Mila Jolovich. It was a crazy thing, and I, I and I bumped it at these guys, and they like, oh, he, this guy started talking to me. He looked like I was crazy. I, 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 it sounds like a therapy group. We were talking, we were talking, we were talking, and get there, then all of a sudden, my poor dad met Risky, and we all started talking. So I, I kept going back and forth, going then, then from you. You start talking to him, then we then yeah. we shots, and we then we could get Skid rid of row. us. Could and get rid of us. The gun club, yeah, yeah. So we we when when we started building the profile for Danny Diablo, which was a whole brand new thing. You know, we had to do images and whatnot. So again, I, I called. Esteban, we flew out to Los Angeles. We went back behind. But at, at the time, I will say this because th- things change. And look, it is what it is. You know, you don't want to hate on. You know, I'm not going to say anything bad about gentrification. I'm for beautifying things. I don't, know if I'm, I don't know if I'm for gentrification, but I don't hate on people that try to make something look better. And when I first went out to Los Angeles, we were down by the LA River and yeah. we were, you know, off six. We were in areas down there that. It was just warehouses, and, and it was really run down, and these guys were the first artists that like went in, into a warehouse space and blew it up and created some culture. And you know now that area that you guys were in is like the hottest spot for Most art so companies and all that, right? I mean, it's like yeah, – really I mean, you want to talk a little bit about what you I saw robbed. change in the past 20 years there real quick? I mean, not to digress too much, but <laughs> – Yeah, what we had was called SA Studios, and uh, it was – it was right at Six and Mateo, which was an extension of yeah. Skid Row, and was it was right at the beginning of uh, the Sixth Street Bridge, which got demolished, and there was a, a large encampment that lived underneath the Sixth Street Bridge. So every day, people, you know, homeless people would be coming and breaking into cars and shit like that. And then we met uh, one of the the local homeless guys. He looks kind of like uh, if Brad Pitt. Got strung yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Pepper? <laughs> Pepper. Pepper? Yeah. Shout out to Pepper on right. Skid Row. Yeah. You can see Pepper in the Everlast video, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was, uh, and also, too, he was one of the only white guys down there. So I became friends with him, you know, every day. They come by, hey, let me get a dollar, let me get a dollar, let me get a dollar. I'm like, man, here, take 10 and don't ask me for 10 days, you know? <laughs> so Next I became day, friends with him and, and you know, be, became cool with him. And I was like, hey, do me a favor. Let me know who's breaking the fucking windows in here because, you know, we want to talk to them. So... You know, because you catch sometimes guys doing that shit, and you catch them when you were ready. So yeah. it was kind of cool, you know? You could get, like, instant <laughs> gratification. We had that shit out. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it was kind of cool when you could you could have somebody from that community that was respected to put the word out where, hey, don't fuck with these guys' shit. And it's almost like the hardcore scene. 
Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like, you know. Street shit. Yeah. yeah. Downtown, well, it's all if a car got they robbed, representation. you could go to St. Mark's and 2nd Avenue and pretty much find your shit. Yeah, I and remember on that. On two separate occasions, yeah. that's how we found yeah. shit that mm. got stolen and busted. But, but it's got to stop. I mean, how do you make your thing work? You got to you gotta get get something going and have a dialogue with the people on the streets because if not, it's, it's just going to keep but happening. It, it, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's got to be good or bad. You got to yeah. either make a good relationship with them or, or something has to happen to bring awareness to it. Somebody how did it end up wrapping hurt. up with those guys? Were you able to kind of... The homeless guys? Yeah. Oh, we're cool with all of them. <laughs> like they, you, were, you know, we became... Part of the family down there, you know. And you guys had like the old people that just like that, for SA compound was yeah, a the, whole bunch of people. Yeah, like one like, one key part I remember when we went there. You know, you you and Tune had Joker, yeah. and Joker made it to the East Coast. Jo- shout out to jo- Joker, shout just, to still go. Listen, I I am so happy. I was so happy to be on. I'll be on the East Coast with Joker. Shit, people like yo, what the fuck? And yeah, I think, like it was a cool thing. I, yeah. I did. I shot ads for him. It was like yep. it, it was good to me. It was like. Almost like with my culture from Queens, New York City. Then boom. Then I moved out there, and it yeah. was even crazier because I took like, like, like the West Coast flavor with the East Coast. I mean, like it was all cool, man. Yeah, I learned yeah. a lot of shit from you, bro. There was, yeah, there was, you know? there was there was a lot of like common common ground between you. See how these guys were operating out there. You know, you go to L.A. and you think, you know, Hollywood, you think actors, you think, you know, you know, pompous music people, fake tits, yeah, blondes and all that. And then you're here and there's this culture, you know, something that's rich and something that has to do with art and something that's to do with photography and music. And and it's a street culture thing, you know, so there's a there's an edge to it. It's also dangerous at times, you know, and 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 that kind of was what we had over on the East Coast. And it was like a little, you know, it was a cool marriage when we we hung out it was like, fam. Oh, it was awesome. I, was, I went to Japan with these guys once. Yeah. <laughs> we, you know, we were in Japan together, and uh, back then, mushrooms were legal. <laughs> they gave me a whole bunch of mushrooms in a can like this, with this guy was like, all like, you know, to me, cartooning him. It was just hilarious shit. One after another. Oh, it was yeah, great shit. That was, yeah. a, well, that was one of the craziest nights. Uh, <laughs> like, what do you remember me, about that? Me and Danny, like, have done, me, Danny, and Donnie have done a lot of cool little projects. Like, sitting here, I, I think about, fuck, yeah. Like, not just because he's here and we're here, but one of my favorite album cover photo shoots and packaging jobs I've ever did, like assembling the photos and the artwork and doing the whole layout. Oh, that's a great looking, yeah. Was Danny's album. Hellcat Records. We did the the photo shoot, the logo, the packaging. We did everything. It was cool as fuck. From scratch. Yeah. And, um... To me, the way it looked, because he was just cool about it, he was just like, yo, do you, do you, you know, do whatever the fuck you want to do. I was like, oh, for real? Because now I can shoot the most, you know, gangster pictures of a Those real Those photos are, 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 that's They're like, the, that's probably the best photo yeah. shoot of, yeah. of yours. Yeah. No, I know, I'm just saying, uh, like, as far as people remembering yeah. that era specifically of, like, you, it's very distinct. It's awesome. It's like 2006, yeah. that 2009? Like, no, it was before that. No, it was, what, what, what were you? Because like I was. 04? Was it? When you shot the photos, it was about yeah, 04. Like that 04, album, sat, like, that no. album sat in limbo until 2007. So I come home. Yeah, 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 yeah it was yeah, a long yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah, where, we, where were you? Where, where I, were I was home? on vacation. Where did you go? I went to California. <laughs> <laughs> I was in college, dude. You know that. Stop. My grandma's listening. Since we're talking about back in the day stuff, I want to go uh, to Eddie for a second. And I just want to ask Eddie uh, about the two classic Leeway records, of course. I mean, how are we going to not ask about Born to Expire and Desperate Measures? Uh, uh, Eddie, any any memories to you about recording those albums, or 
you know, maybe homeboy, something that... Uh, but we, we recorded up in Rhode Island. Warren, Normandy Rhode Sound, Island. right? Normandy yeah. Sound, fuck your homeboy, right? It was a place that uh, really did more mainstream music until we went up New there. New Kids on the Block. Yeah, New Kids on the Block. Wow. What's the New Edition, New Edition, New, New Kids on the Block. as well. But then, like, Jay Giles and these other guys used yeah, to go great. up there, too. But um, we were the first band to go up there, and because of the guitar sounds that Tom Soares was able to record... Everybody in New yeah, York I mean, ran crazy. up there. Yeah, we did Arctic Crowd Dawns. The sad thing is the reality of the situation now. And I'm going to put motherfucker on blast. No, right please now. do, because I do want to ask you why the titles aren't on streaming. <laughs> so I would love to. I'm going there. Oh, yeah, please do. And I know some people are friends with Tom in Belgium, Reality Records. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. He them. and AJ put and reissued this music without the proper legal means. You? Not me. No, say no, but say, but they, they didn't ask you. Didn't go no, through. they didn't even ask me. I was kind of like had to go along to get along, oh. and Laddie, that's why I that. got pissed off. But recently, whoever owns the rights to these records that bought them from Profile, they want these so, these albums buried. But once they found that Tom and AJ put these up on Spotify and iTunes illegally, they had it all shut down. Okay, gotcha. So AJ's not online. You know what I mean? He's he's a Krishna, so he thinks the internet is the devil. It is. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, between that and Tom not having the balls to face me and then waiting until I leave his country to announce the pre-orders for Open Mouth Kiss, I got a big kiss coming for him. Yeah, it's just crazy that you can't hear those records. But this is what I'm doing. Talk to him. Because (laughs) we can't get the rights to these recordings and get them back online in time. I'm recording a live album to release some of these songs and get them back out there because you can't stop a new recording. It's not the master. And and I'll make sure they get their publishing. I'm not looking to hump and chump somebody. I want to do this shit right. I want to do this. I shit want to right. You give people publishing. So right? everybody, how about that? Oh wait, wait. We, we say my say my publishing. Listen, I want to tell you one thing like this. <laughs> yeah, listen. I don't give a fuck. I, the I, easiest listen, guy listen. to ma- he was the easiest dude to manage because there was never publishing split. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. This, they were like, "What about my publishing?" I'm like, "I'm like for publishing, nigga. I, I I live this life. You're home doing nothing. Shut the fuck up. All right, want publishing? Talk to me in the room over here. We're talking about publishing." <laughs> So, to, so when he said the guy did, when he said the guy did to him, I do that to a lot of niggas, and then I still get my fucking publishing. Hey, but at least, you, at least, <laughs> at least, at least you're up front. He was up front. I will say that about you. You're not like the guy from no. you who who does it this way. You saying, go I, I, right I, I, up front. Yo, you, want, you, you, you want you want ten t-shirts? Shut the fuck up here. Yeah. Go, go ahead. We were just gonna say that. You know, be up front about it. Don't be a sneaky no, bitch. No, yeah. You know, that's the bottom line But here. you know why? You probably have part of, it bothers you so much because you're part of the time in your life when you need the money, you probably was pissed off. Well, it, it, well it's, I, I don't it. even want the money from Tom anymore. Can, I'm, I just want to shut his ass down, and I'm going to tell everybody. Every time somebody hashtags me with one of those fucking records, I say, hey, congratulations, you bought a fucking bootleg. And then I tell him the story how he didn't have the balls to face me when I played that Belgian fest, and he waited until I left the country right. to be a sneaky little bitch. Oh, well, because it's right. kind of like hi, Tom. It's kind of like oh, a dis- you, you can picture, you can picture Scarhead Records on reality records. Scarhead's on reality records. But I knew Danny. <laughs> but when I when I did the Scarhead recordings with Danny, I I didn't have a problem with that. I didn't ask him where's my points or anything like that. He was giving me <laughs> an opportunity <laughs> just to go up and shine. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, it was he a gave fun me record. the opportunity to do soul craft and, and, and show people that I could I could lace this shit out of and bad you killed it. Yep, That was a fun record. You killed it. It's well, and I'll say this too, because obviously yeah. Eddie, Eddie, you're working with new music. You have a new single out now called "You yeah. Know, I'm Your Pusher" and stuff. It's obviously like, it, wor- it works it. as like a disservice to you too, because you're trying to tour and, and kids can't discover these exactly. old songs, right? So, so now I've got to clean up everybody else's fucking mess, but I'll do it. No, that's I'll cool. fucking do it right, and 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 that's all I'm trying to do. That's yeah. awesome. That's what you, you can do, know? bro. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. They, well, they, rather, they definitely they don't give rather, a fuck about the fans. They, and that's another reason why I broke this band up for good in 06. They had no respect for our fan base. They forgot that they were misfits and fucking outcasts when they first came to this thing of ours. But now you're a fucking rock star. You think you're better than everybody else? Bafangu with that bullshit. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm doing it right. And I can't make everybody happy. I, I make enemies. But it's one enemy for every ten friends. Bring it, yeah. bring it, motherfucker. That's awesome. a good ratio. Beautiful. That's a good ratio. <laughs> what do you think your enemy to friends ratio is? I, 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 I might have one enemy, and it's, it's, it's on a the girl cr- from Seattle. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, gr- a, gr- a girl uh, who danced, skinhead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, listen, listen. I want to tell you something like this. Blah, blah. Listen, blah, blah, blah. I had listen. Very, 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 very people have beef with me. It's easy. It's here and here. Listen, G. If you have beef with me and you talk all the shit, but listen, go. I'm on the computer. I say where I am, and you, and you, it's not that hard. Go to Instagram. I'm always playing here and shoot me there, right? But no one's gonna do it. <laughs> then, have I had recently beef with people? It's a little. Listen, it's a little comical. But go ahead. Like, have beef with people? I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm a, how can I say? I belong in something that. It's like I deal with people. If it's real beef, it's real beef. So, and I'm, I'm just saying, like, if I got beef with someone older than 25 years old, and he wants to fucking cause harm over some stupid shit, first of all, I'm, I, it's not gonna happen. But second thing is, like, if you get in a fight now, I'm, I tell you, it's, it's, it's lawyers, and then, then I know yeah. if I hit this guy now and he falls out, hits his head, he might die. Or, or if I fight someone, I know my back's gonna be out for two weeks. I'm mean, going to work. <laughs> you know, no, I mean, this, it's, it's, I'm going to fall. Too it's many a, repercussions. Yeah, it ain't, ain't too But then again, and you see these dudes wherever, like, I, I was, I'm going to tell, tell the story about Seattle first, but I'm going to tell a story about, about my life and where, like, like, let's say, like, where we're from. There's all these, a lot of people in, uh, in, in our world, the music, arts, but a lot of people are, like, are real people. And, you know, and it's sad because the real people, you really can't do business that much because they really fuck it up. So, and then there's people... You look at me, asshole. No, no, no. I, was thinking of name, I was thinking of a name, not you. No, listen. So, so then there's... I love you, But then there's people who are, like, young kids, and then the older people hate the young kids, but you gotta... Especially, you know, you do business, you gotta work with those people, so... Whatever. So back in the day, it was hard to find a photographer. Or anything, but now everyone's like, I'm a photographer. It's like, it's like when you... And with these a photographer because it be this, you mean? It's like and I see people like, well, I got the new thing. I'm like, yo, yo, nigga, I got a gun. I'm not a sharpshooter. What the fuck, right? Yeah, yeah, right. So I'm saying, so chill the Amen. fuck out. Amen. So that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Look, even with me, I'm the smallest man out of the game in New York, and people want to talk shit with me. But do they show up at a show and carry out no, what they you know, say? Because, because Never. Because you're, you're the type of guy who put lines in someone's coffee when they're looking. That's why. No, uh, but. Yeah, I, 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 I got to watch out for that nigga right there. Well, season oh, three of I, you. I, <laughs> Eddie Leeway. <laughs> Hey, hey, I've been on tour with Danny. I just happen to be very resourceful you and took, fucking quick. Yo, you, you, so it doesn't hey, matter. I'm not going to do Eddie it. Leeway, you, yo, Eddie Leeway. Eddie Leeway. 
I had people, Lord willing, I leave for five minutes to go to the hotel to talk. I said, you watch these niggas. All of a sudden, Diesel gets hit in the head with uh, jumper cables. Somebody put me in a sleeper hold and that dude got stabbed twice in the leg. Yeah, he said, yeah, he stabbed. You know, see, that's that's, that's scarred shit, nigga. That's scarred shit. Yeah. Yeah, but we're all friends. My van. <laughs> in my and we put, my van. Yo, in the van. If you're going to dance with the devil, dance hard. Or oh, go home. But we talk about the beef. What beef? We talk about crazy stuff. Scarhead beef? I mean, it's, it's funny. Tell the Japan story. I don't know the guy's name, so we don't oh, have to say okay, it. That's but fine. Well. Like he said, we were tripping in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> in Japan, in this uh, club, right? What knows? Um, like kind of like a hardcore ba- uh, bar. Were they, like, like a karaoke? No, no, no like no. hardcore music. Yeah. Like they play punk rock and all that, you know. So, me and him are kicking it in there, and we're drinking and whatever, yeah, just fun. hanging out. And he starts telling me this story. He's like, "Yeah, man, there was this one time. This big <laughs> dude came up to me, and you know, I just had to f- fucking floor him. And I was like, "Yeah, what happened?" He goes, "Well, you know, I just." Reached back and came from New York City on him <laughs> and punched him in the face and broke, yeah, oh, broke his uh, bone that holds his eye in. His eye socket. So yeah. his eye drooped, drooped. He was in a coma for two days, but it was yeah. a beef. That's a real beef. So, But it was, you know, man-to-man, you know, hand-to-hand fight. It wasn't like, you know, he came with ten yeah. homies yeah. and they jumped him or nothing like that. It was just like, you want to get some? Let's do this. So he did it. Big D right here. And um, <laughs> put that motherfucker on his back. And then, so as he's telling me this story, hey, we're in we're Japan. Tripping, we're tripping. In tripping. Japan, right? <laughs> While tripping, Mike. He's telling me this story. And right when he finishes, I'm looking at him. And he's looking towards the door. And he goes, no fucking way. And I go, what? He goes. <laughs> yeah, but he got pushing everyone. Remember? He's yeah, like he, goes, he goes, that guy that I was just telling you about, <laughs> he's here. <laughs> the fuck out of here. That's no great. way. Yeah. I mean, and, Yo, and, and we're in Japan, right? So most of the people in Japan are nine, most of the people in Japan are Japanese. <laughs> this guy is a black guy with dreads, like <laughs> six foot four, maybe two fifty. You know, comes walking through the crowd, and you could see him because you could see over like everybody's head. Full head over. Walks up to Danny, goes, "Hey, what's up, man?" You know, they shook hands, like you know, they got over. It was like a man. How, how's his eye? It was a little bit, uh, <laughs> a little droop, a little bit, <laughs> had a little, a little sag low. to it. But it was a trip, man. Like, what's the fucking odds of that? That you're in Japan That's and so... he's telling but a story. But that happens to you all the, all the time. And the that... dude that he fought in New York like ten years ago <laughs> ends up walks through but the door know, and they shake hands. If hand. I wasn't around you oh, when you... shit like that happens, it would. I've seen it. It's you've seen cra- the people yeah. come up there. Yeah. It's crazy. I'll, I'll be all over the world. People like, yeah. They'd be like, yo, I'll talk and be like, he's that. I had one person that was, uh, I was going by the Coliseum in Rome, and uh, I'm with the band Scarhead, and all of a sudden, the guys in the togas that hang out there, and he goes, Isaac, he knows you. I said, nigga, stop playing. Because, like, I, was in, I was at your house 1995 with dinner with your mother. It was my boy's boy. He ate from Italy, wow. and we couldn't stop laughing. He was on a came to the show in Rome. How crazy yeah. is that? But always, I'd be like walking somewhere. I was all fucked up once in Vegas. It was something like, yo, fuck me. I'm like, I'm like, yo, I'm fucked up. And it's daylight out. It's, it's nighttime, but it looks daylight out. I'm like, fuck this bitch. All of a sudden, someone's back there. Here, someone later, like, like, smoking. 
And like, the, the thing is, all of a sudden, he's like, Isaac! He's like, his, his head's oh, his avalanche. He turns around, Isaac! Like, Holy fuck! He, he heard my voice! I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's just so funny! But oh, I I go anywhere in the world, every, 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 every fucking uh, airport, guy, people in the airport, one time a guy in Spain stopped. And I was with Slane. I said that Slane, Slane was like, let's have a thing. Who gets the most people recognized? I said, nigga, come on. You're, you're, you're in Europe, nigga. So he's like, yeah, one. I had 17. The airport guy was like, pulled from Spain, pulled out. He's like, Danny Diablo. <laughs> yeah, why are you here? I said, Danny, I'm doing Danny Diablo. No scarhead. <laughs> no scarhead. Yeah, I was like, shut up, Danny Diablo. Real fan. Like a, yeah, real fan. True purist. Talk about fan, Thomas Seattle. Seattle, yeah. So I threw a guy through a window that time. I mean, it wasn't the guy I'm going to talk about, but so, you, so you, I, I, I'm told. I'm the truth. I'm going to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing. Where's the book, the Bible? I'm going to tell yeah. the truth, the whole truth, Don't and nothing but the truth. So you know, look, that that, that tour is it's, it's the lineup was Little Tony on bass, Mitts on guitar, Mitts on me guitar. on drums, uh, Danny and Puerto Rican Mike singing. Ooh, that's a wild. One. So it it, it, it was. <laughs> It was that good. Roadies, tell. roadies. We had roadies. No, I think we did it ourselves. It was, uh, it was, um, yeah, so I was they got swapping. Story from usual sus. Swap, swap <laughs> driving. We were, we were openers for uh, VOD. Shout out to shout VOD. Out to yes. And uh, Candiria was on the tour with us. Awesome guys. Right. Shout um, out to VOD and Candiria. Shout out to VOD and Candiria. So you know, look, a lot of stuff happens on tour, and for me, I, I try to focus on the the. The female side of things, yes, you know. Yes, so yes, at, yes, the, at the end of the night, yeah. I'm, but back, I'm, back, but back then that just came. came I, listen, listen. I'm gonna say what we were in, we, before we got to Seattle. We were in Canada. We oh, go and, and me and E, race, 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 me, me, me and E, we played that upstairs bar in Toronto, and it's like we go to the bar, and the hottest chick in the bar is the bartender. Yeah. So me and E are looking at each other, and it's like one of us is taking this down tonight. Not Puerto Rican. So Mike. so no, not Puerto Rican. <laughs> Mike. So we're flirting with the bartender and, and, you know, seeing who's getting the edge in, you know, and, and like, you know, Candier is going to play, VLD is going to play. So we got time. And the bartender comes over and hands me a, a drink and she goes, it's on the house. And I look at E like, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. And then all she goes, it's from your friend at the end of the bar. Aww. So E looks at me and goes, yeah, motherfucker. But it was a hot fucking chick at the end of the bar. So <laughs> I yeah. took off. Boom, boom. So I, I did a lot of escaping, right? Yeah. So one night I'm ready to escape. I'm sitting in the tiki bar in Seattle. We just oh. finished playing a dope show. I, I think I was like cooped up with uh, Kennedy from from VOD, and it was two girls, and we were ready to close the deal, yeah. go home. And all of a sudden, you just you know, it's like it's almost like when a when a when a bag of sawdust comes out of the fucking, it's just you just see it right, and it's just throwing down. And I just you know, it's another one of these nights that's gonna end the way I don't want it to end. <laughs> So I, I go outside and, and E's squaring off with this dude. And basically what happened, long story short, is this guy was some rocker type dude and his girl was like really feeling Danny and just kind of flirting, talking with him. I was and, being and, nice. I was being and, nice. And yeah, you're, you're always being nice. It's honestly like I, I've seen enough of these. I to know how it goes down. So the girl, the dude wanted to, you know, try to make Danny feel no, small. My, and they, my, 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 he called my you message. Daniel. No, he goes. He goes, What's your name? my name's Isaac. And the girl was like, really? He said, no, my real name is Danny. She was like, I, he goes, oh, I, I heard you, DMS. I was like, that's nice. It's before, it's before <laughs> internet shit like this. So I was, but yeah, what he, he said? What he, he, called, said he called you. He called Bye, you. Daniel. I said, my name's Dan. He goes, whatever, fucking Daniel. Yeah. I said, all right. Here we go. So we go, go outside. He, he settled this. And, and, he, and he brings, you know, unfortunately for him, he brought a friend thinking that, like, that mattered. So <laughs> so he, he, he they get into it. And I, by the time I get outside, Don't it's, a, it's a couple of them. And, and dude, yeah, dude gets tossed through the window. <laughs> and at, at that moment, his girl 
Uh, she, she, I usually tell the story the way I tell it, which is the fake way, which is a girl taps on his shoulder and says, can I have your autograph? And Danny turns around and, (laughs) (laughs) but the truth was she was coming at him with a bottle because he threw the dude through the window. But it was definitely one of those situations where he, he hit her. He clocked I've been stabbed a couple he, times. Listen, I'm not going to when, when, when it comes, Listen, when it comes from behind, right? There's war. And, and you're, you're, in the middle, you're in the middle of it. When, you, when it comes from behind, you're in the middle of it. You're not going to check to see the sexuality of the person that's grabbing you. What would happen to me now if they did that? You, yeah, you'd be on the front page of every freaking women's <laughs> magazine. But, but the cool thing about it was the, the way that she caught air. I, I was a skater when I was little, so... I like looking at this kind of stuff, and and she 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 went like yeah she caught she flat she flattened out right like kind of like a reverse plateau, and she just stood there for a minute, and I was just like wow like the guy going through the window was you know I seen that a million times you go through the window you land it's nothing but this shit it was like wow and it just stayed like that for a minute and I was like and then she went. Lights out, tongue out the mouth like a fucking sleeping dog. Wow. I was was five years old when I witnessed the first guy go through a bar window. Uh, (laughs) Where was that, Eddie? That was uh, 44th Street, 23rd Avenue. Story Story is a fucking hard-ass neighborhood, bro. Shout out to the Now it's wherever, but back in the day, that was a criminal. Dudes from Vietnam came there for cheap housing. I I literally try to turn the other cheek nowadays because when I went to stab somebody in the ass cheek, it wound up as tainted. He almost bled to death. I was facing 70K bail. So since then, I try not to get involved. That's why you wanted that album money. I'm not going to box. I'm not going to box. I'm going to hit you with something. I'm not playing games here. I'm not here to dance. I don't have a fucking MMA ring (laughs) in my fucking van trailer. You know what I mean? (laughs) So leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I wanted to uh, to also talk about some oh some God. people don't know that Donnie and Isaac were developing a little bit of a reality show for a minute, right? Yeah, want to talk about that for a minute? Yeah, I just showed Esteban some tape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. whoever oh, didn't get that, well, they lost out. Let's, they, 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 no, listen, we almost shit. did it. Check the people TLC. in it. Listen, no, but uh, well, I'm, tell a little bit. Set it up for me a little bit. I want to hear. So, so all right. At the time, what year was this? Doc? I was this married. Was, I had a kid. Yeah, you, you you weren't married yet. You were about to get married. So so I should have never done that. So let's 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 stick <laughs> have to the a story. Kid, let's yes. go back. Let's just focus, focus on the show. Focus, focus on the, the show. Story. Um, so basically, I, I was I was writing the Columbo book at the time, and I was working. Shout out to Ray who brought me the Columbo. Shout book. out to Ray. Um, so Big Ray had worked in reality. Did you say what and, year this was, Donnie? Sorry, uh, I think this is about 2011. When, when was Dillinger born? Dillinger was about two. Eight. So, so 2011, 10, about 10, 2011. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I, I had, I had this idea. Um, basically, what was going on when I was going to visit Danny is uh, like everything else, but this just became way more of a scene. But everything in his life was always like, man, you need a camera to follow you around. And at the time, reality shows were just kind of clicking off. So I'm going out to LA and I'm watching what's going on within a, a three-hour period or a four-hour period and I'm just like, this is insane. I got to get a camera. <laughs> so I, I talked to Ray and we talked to Atlas Media, which is here in New York, big reality company, production company. And they were like, okay, you know, we went in, I pitched everything. I think I shot some tape on you first. I go out to Los Angeles and we created this eclectic cast of people that were basically the, the idea for the show was people that are covered in tattoos, but they're living a, a life as a, a family member. You know, they have parents, they, they have kids and they're married and, you know, they're going through their daily stuff. So the cast lineup was you, Rick Thorne, Rick Thorne, rest in peace, Triggs, Triggs, rest in peace, and, um, 
Esther, Esther, Esther Hanukkah, yeah, and, and, and Chucky, and Chucky. Yeah. So, so we um we put this cast together and basically shot like a day in life kind of a thing about the family struggles and uh, the, the we made it to shop at uh, TLC was like the final they, calling. They, like, we could, you know they loved it and then they it's took like, Honey Boo Boo <laughs> for real. Is that for real? That's for real. They blew it. Yeah. That you know, shit was crazy. Like, was, that would have been. That's a New York hardcore curse. It was too real for reality it TV. Turned everything yeah. upside it down was, on yeah, reality. Yo, know, it, it would. You know, the thing is, like, I, I, I maybe, I, whatever. It's like anything else in life. It's like you you live and learn. That's all. Yeah, I mean, you, what's meant to be is meant to be. It was a great experience for me to kind of to work with him with on that. People too, you work and, with different people, like yeah, and and all the families, you know, like you know, I don't want to dive too much into this, but there was a bond that I watched at, at the time that Dylan Woodrow was born, from the time he was born, and all the time that Danny spent with him, and that was one of the reasons why I wanted to capture that in the show because yeah. uh, when you look at Danny and you see him walking down the street. You know, most people want to turn and go the other way. They don't really realize who he is as a person. And that that's, you know, now, like we talked about, everyone gets tattooed. You know, hey. the, like, like 14, 15, 16-year-old kids, they take a credit card, they go to a tattoo shop, and they get sleeved out. When I was younger and you were younger, yeah, we were, it was not, it was not yeah. like that. So, so, so yeah, when, when, you, when you do Tattooing see... Tattooing was illegal in New York. Yeah, it was for many years, yeah. But, but when, you, when you see a guy like Danny, you know, you're going to have this preconceived notion of who he is and well, what listen, he does. And, uh, and a lot of it is true. But, 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 but the courts in fucking whack-ass Northern California, they believe... That, right, that fucking that the thing. So, 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 fuck you. There's a there's a picture that gets painted for someone like that that I wanted to disarm, and everyone that was My involved, ex-wife? everyone, <laughs> everyone that was involved in the show had a look to them. But at the same time, I interviewed these people because, and I, well, I selected these people because we interviewed a ton of people. But we selected these people because of the bond that they had with their children. Yeah. And and that was the, the coolest thing for me about the show was like, you know, the, these these father-son, these mother-child relationships. When you're looking at her, you're probably thinking, you know, terrible human being yeah. because they put ink on their skin. Yeah. And and I just wanted to kind of, you know, break that border what down. What did you guys end up getting? One full episode no, done? Or was it, just... It was great reel. Yeah, we did it. We did a... A super reel, which is about like almost ten minutes Send long. Some of that reel, that's yeah. cool. That yeah, yeah, we'll drop a couple of clips in. So if you're watching yeah. this on yeah, YouTube, the you'll, uh, you'll yeah. be able to watch this. I remember when you guys were trying to make that happen, yeah. and 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 it was important to kind of show that contrast. That yeah, you know, maybe we look like wild, extreme, scary individuals, yeah. but we're fucking human too, man. Can you I tell you? Can I tell you something? Anyone in our world, to see, uh, not even the New York hardcore scene, but like. Uh, Graffiti, underground scene, you know, like anything like gang culture, anything, anyone that's they're like connected and they make it. I'm like, yo, thank God. They're like, why? The fuck I'm like, because it he's fucked up. He's fucked up just like us. Right. I mean, because everyone, we all fucked up. That's why we listen to this fucked up music and we do this crazy stuff. That's how it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, they made it out. So a lot of people hate on that. Like the, the world, is, everything's just prejudged how they they think. About something like these young kids, when I look at them, they're like, oh, this guy, just because the dude's big and tattoos everywhere, you know, they're going to be scared. I mean, it's like weird shit. The thing about the underground stuff that you, you, you see and the biggest difference between that and something else that a kid gets involved in for me, looking at a lot of parents and, and how they steer their children's lives, is that no parent goes to their child and says, hey, why don't you try this underground culture thing like low riding <laughs> or, or hardcore or punk? Why don't you go to a punk show? Maybe now a parent yeah, would now, do that. But back, but in, the- back in, the, in the 80s, you know, my mom was like, go skateboarding so you can break your neck. You know, or like yeah. go to a hardcore show at the Anthrax and, and check out the mosh pit. Like that was not happening. No, they didn't understand it. The, but the reason why is because the kids needed some form. I did. I needed some form of escapism from what was going on in life. So when you say that, 
yeah, I, I stand by that because anybody that makes it from an underground scene, whether it's the lowrider scene or if it's you know hip hop, you know whatever whatever they're coming from, it, there's an escape that they were chasing and they they ran and then they found something that became you know their life, especially before social media. Cause yes. These kids got it made with yeah. social media. Like, <laughs> we didn't have that shit. Oh we had to really work, you know? Like, to, you well, know? everything's at the palm of your hand now. Yeah, and like, uh, just to speak on what Esteban was just saying, it's like, it's crazy to me, too, how many tools are available to kids, like, and they don't take advantage of the like, things, lazy. you know what I'm saying? Or they take advantage of it in yeah. the wrong ways. Like, I think about myself, who if I was, like, back 20 years ago and had all that shit, dude, I'd be yeah. unstoppable, yeah, you listen, know what I'm yo, saying? Like, kill, would, I would have killed it. Yo, you understand marketing. It, you know? Yeah, but, but I'm saying, like, like my 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 girl my my girl is twenty seven years old and my her sister's twenty two and they don't talk they go like this you hear nails texting you hear the nails and I'm like bitch to talk to her and they're right there <laughs> <laughs> she's like this look staring there like see, I'm like yo bitch just talk I like down. human contact. You know, yeah. That's what, yeah, I like, like to I like hear. On the phone, like, hey! I like when I call Esteban. He has four different conversations. Stop time to listen to Mike. me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Esteban. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that's, <laughs> I mean, me, me and Danny, we do. <laughs> Yo, listen. D- Danny and I do this whole show on phone call, right? We don't text about shit. We we do a phone call for the show. I mean, it's this it's is the over one the phone thing I, now. Yeah, I mean, that's. <laughs> I remember We're conference calling. I remember. I remember, and I was. I would always. My impression of Esteban Oriol would would be. You know, he would have, and this is, you know, it's a pre-internet day. He would have the, the camera, right? He'd have that here. He'd have the phone in his oh, ear. He, <laughs> he had a pager, I think, back then, or like a, a motorport. And, he would just be like, and he'd be on the phone. He'd be like, yeah, hold on one second. Boom. And he's be taking a picture. That's right. Keep doing it. He's talking to you. He's talking on the phone. And he's checking the page too. And he's like, "That's cool. That's cool." You you were you were a communications expert way before there was the internet. Way before. You gotta get it in. It's like flyers. Like you know, like it's like flyers were. That's why the whole Rick Clayton thing was amazing. You were like, like, yeah, yeah. Like you see the fucking fly someone there. Now they take something that's posted and someone else shit. And like you mean it's like. It's like, well, th- theft is at an all-time high with the internet. You know, the internet, I, 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 I'll stand by this. The internet is like fire. Yeah. It can warm the home or it will burn it down. It all depends on how you use it. So what, <laughs> what happens on the internet now, and especially for someone like this, is that it's so watered down and there's so many different places that things live, theft's at an all-time high. There's no way to really – the copyright laws, you couldn't yeah. write them fast enough because every day something new comes to the scene that, that kind of bypasses whatever the copyright law was because there's a new format or there's a new app or there's a new place on the, on the app and whatnot. So you know, it, it's really tough. I, I, I would say especially for the photography game, the internet's probably been a gift and a curse for you but more of a curse because not – Judging your age, but you are old school. Yeah, fifty three. Mm. So yeah, that shit is uh, a nightmare. But you know, <laughs> I gotta push through it like yeah. I, like I was twenty years old. You know. Yep. Yeah. Fucking. But you do. I, you do. I think you do an amazing you job. Of, I just of saw you. Well, here I am in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to me. <laughs> yep. Come on, hit a whole one. Shout out to uh, Contact High Exhibition at the ICM <laughs> Museum. Yeah. Go check it out. It's uh, it's film photography from the '70s until now, all on hip hop and all by the old school photographers. Everybody was out there last night, but um, it's just a a sick thing to see if you're into you know music awesome. culture. You could see like because er, what people got to see of music culture yeah. back in those days yeah. was what we were showing them. You only saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
photos from a publicity photo shoot or an album cover or a magazine editorial yeah, yeah, where yeah, they were doing an interview. That's fucking crazy. And all you saw was maybe 20 guys in that culture's photos. And that was the only way you got to see what the hip-hop culture looked like. Yeah, that became the history. And now it's like, you know, yeah. Rihanna can post 10,000 photos on her Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. And it's like, you know, there's... But there's, shout out to Rihanna because she wore one of your shirts. Oh, she killed yeah, my girl. My girl looks like, looks like a white Rihanna. <laughs> And Debbie Mazar. Yeah. And Debbie Mazar put together. Yeah. And they had uh, uh, Rihanna fuck Debbie Mazar, and Mila Jolovich jumped in. <laughs> Shout out to Storm. Yeah. So we're just about in that home stretch of the last part of the show. So oh, let's just go through. I want to uh, just else? I want to plug a, the last thing, uh, you know, with Eddie we were just talking about right before was that he is working on new stuff. Um, Eddie, how did you end up meeting up with uh, Laz and those dudes from El Nino? Because uh, you well, know, it's a, I would love to hear that story and uh, Gordon, tell us about the new single. Gordon Ansis, his uh, was actually Leeway's very first lead guitar player. Really? A lot of people don't realize oh, that sure. he was before Mike. Yeah, when when AJ and I decided to bring in a second guitar player, it was Gordon. Now Gordon was already in AF for a while there, Agnostic Front, and he started with the uh, NYC Mayhem. It was, it was Tommy Carroll yeah, and, and Craig and, and Craig ahead? Yes. So shout out to Craig ahead, Tommy Carroll. Through Gordon, I met Laz and his brother. His brothers were like the Limelight Romeos because they would be at Limelight every Sunday night, you know, grabbing up girls and everything like that. So I always, you know, I I always had a really good friendship with them. You know, I I saw them do different bands, but then you know, Il Nino yeah it was huge happened and and took off for him. You know, fast forward uh, about four years ago, Gordon reaches out to me, and I went into the city to meet Gordon and Laz, and they wanted to start this management group called G and L All Stars, and uh, you know, we we went to work then, and we were able to slowly rebuild what I was trying to attain again. You know what I mean? Yeah, the song is awesome. Well, Sa- sanity? Well, <laughs> some sanity. DJ Lord Jewish, put a little sample Same of, meds. Uh, of uh, No, you're, I'm your pusher, A little more please. San- I mean, Eddie, this song is awesome. Well, you also got to give Dan DeStasi credit because he was my collaborator with this. Tell me a little bit about the track. Tell us um, well, pusher is, is about, you know... Being in the relationship with a significant other that's that's trapped through addiction. And you want to try to protect that person and not have them exposed to the predatory uh, elements of the street. So you're willing to go out there and go get whatever you need to do to try to balance it out and to keep that person safe until you can get them help. And, and that's really what it is. It doesn't have to necessarily be about drugs. Even though the chorus is "I'm not your pusher," yeah. you know, I saw you guys. But uh, it could be mental health. There's a lot of different things that we want to protect our loved ones over. I you saw know? you guys uh, play Connecticut. What was that? Maybe like a year ago. About a year ago, and yeah, you guys you played it. There, okay. Yeah, and it was awesome. I mean, just hearing this song and the bit, the lineup you had there was dope. And hearing it's, those it's songs, it's very hard. Really and good. I give you a lot of credit because coming from an era of hardcore that the purists will look at and be like, it has to sound this way, it has to be this way. It's got to. Yeah. It's very hard to to go and write a new song 
that like purists can be like, man, that's fucking leeway. Well, you know, and you and you did that. Well, I appreciate that. It's very important for me to show. Your vocals killed it, bro. It yeah. doesn't. It doesn't matter who I'm collaborating with. I can still bring it. I'm still in touch. I'm not one of those bands that. Has, is doing the same fucking set every night and is afraid to write yeah, something new exactly. because they know they're can, not going to connect with the kids. Can, so they just do the hipster fucking same old, same old every night. Same first record. Like, yeah, yeah, fuck that. I'm not playing that game. Are we going to get new, more new music from oh, yeah. you? Yeah. I hate- not, there's a lot of things I want to do like as far as getting the live release out. You know, so I could get some of these songs back on Spotify and iTunes. Right, right. But I'm looking to now recreate a different form of crossover where I'm going to be going back to my youth and I want to take 70s love songs with with today's power and energy yeah. from, from a, our band you to our it. music. I you can't wait. I you can't wait it. to get that opportunity. You know you got, I mean? you, that's something that I always said. I always wanted to do a record with you and it, like like a, you just show, showcase your vocals, but like... Really well, you guys did you, a track together, right? We, we have a, Little Jewish has a little. Uh, yeah, no, no, we with did us a, stress. Yeah, what was the song called? Uh, uh, oh, this is the shit that we did with what's stress, his face? Stress, stress with stress. Years ago, I never got a copy of this. When I asked him, he was like, "It didn't make any money." I, I, was, I, was like, I just want to hear it. Stress, stress. We're a little louder. How did this not make money? <laughs> Spend out ballet on crack. Wait, Yeah! So that <laughs> shit. <laughs> what, what do you remember about that song, Eddie? Just that, that, I remember the date vaguely. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, the master's still available. Yeah. <laughs> for reissue. <laughs> uh, a reality record. <laughs> oh. oh man. But, yeah. Right. <laughs> no. So oh. that that's cool. So, all right. So Eddie. Oh. So Tom's had, ass on a table record. Um, oh my god! Esteban, so what are you in town for? What do you? What brings you to New York? It's, it's on, uh, thing. That, uh, tell us a little bit about the show then. It's a uh, it, it, it's a show on hip hop and it's he just, he just, thirty years no, know, of film photography, like, uh, and it's at the International Center of Photography on Essex Street. That's awesome. Oh, no, it's a museum, cool. so it's good for me, you know, because. Not everybody uh, gets to showcase their work in museums. That's so sick. Shout That's out dope. to Kovac. Unless they use the museum hashtag on Instagram, then they're kind of in too, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, if they, if Not they to mention the perk phone, of a round-trip ticket over here too. Right? What else are you? That was uh, my miles. What are, you working, <laughs> what are you working on currently, and how can everybody kind of like keep up with you and stuff too? Man? Well, I just uh, put out a book called This is Los Angeles. It's awesome. 25 She's years dope. of all the different genres of uh, things I shoot in L.A., and um, I'm working on a new book of 25 years of low writing around the world. Oh, that's sick. And then I have a documentary coming out of, um, it's called LA Originals. It's a me and cartoon. It's on I can't wait to hear Netflix. It'll be on uh, oh, South no, by Southwest. 
like in uh, March. So big that's up, what big we're working up. on now. That's really cool, man. Always happy. Well, all those are done, so <coughs> I'm working on the next shit, but I don't like to. Put and you're it out still shooting. You're still shooting uh, stuff all the time, or shooting right now. Yeah, I might shoot uh, Danny right here with like we got the lights set up. Yo, I'm gonna shoot you two guys with awesome. this in the background. Shoot, shoot my girl. This How about that? Shoot my girl. Yeah. Shout storm. She's she's bugging. Why? She's like, oh my, she's your favorite photographer. Okay. When she found out that you're okay. my boy, one day she's like, oh, I love that guy's thing. That's, that's my boy. She said, no, you didn't call him. I said, yo. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, she bugged out. That's like, that's like she's, she's bugging out right now, actually. That's awesome. got to show her all of our old shit that we Yeah, got. nigga. <laughs> Joker, Joker uh, campaigns I shot of him. I remember worldwide. those Joker photos are super famous. I mean, yeah. I remember. Uh, yeah. The boxing one? Yeah. I got, I got, I've always done one thing when we've gone and done shoots is even back then on the little film camera, I have pictures of me taking pictures Picture of him. him. Uh, whenever oh, he shoots, cool. I'm always like behind the scenes, you know, that's what a manager does, get the BTS stuff that's going. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. then I got, a, I used a photo of him, uh, Boxing? Fighting with his dog. He used to put the boxing gloves on. Was well, it, was that Ajax? Yeah, Ajax. 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 And, the shit. and they would both stand up on their back legs and and really fight with him. These Ajax dogs. And, and what would happen to me now if I did that? Well, <laughs> you'd get PETA. <laughs> shut down. He'd be going to court. <laughs> the next How group. can he love dogs if he plays with them so rough? Yeah. And uh, but uh, like I used that one for a shirt. I said, I think I I captioned the shirt like "Dog fighting is illegal." Ask Michael yeah. Vick. <laughs> so it was around yeah. then, and no, uh, oh. it was a good seller. You know, we made millions. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, well, you know, it's been. I think. Um, I, I think I don't know if I met you through Skinhead Rob, but shout out to Skinhead Rob. Yo, oh, yeah, Skinhead, Skinhead Rob. Yo, that was crazy. Skinhead Rob was like, like I always. Always bugged out because I met him. I remember all together. It was like, I from then I met Mugs, everyone. And right. It was like it was like Soul Assassins and DMS, and we yeah. all would just hang out and just family fun. We just like it was so cool to find people that were the same like like my our East Coast culture, our yeah. New York City but culture, but kind of cut from the same cloth. But, you know, but you know, gangs and, and we're different, but but still we like like we're like oh shit, yeah. and and it was like. We all got together because we're the real New York City and then the real LA niggas. So yeah. it was like, base values. And I learned politics out there real quick. So rest in peace, Paulie B. Rest in peace, yeah. the Rev. Yeah. Rev, yeah. Paulie B, Triggs. Rest in peace, Triggs. Rest in peace, Triggs. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, such good, yo, know, it's such good we people. Go, I remember we used to go out with G Fella, remember? When yeah. the UW movement yeah. was going, we'd come to the come to the office and hang a shout out to G Fella. Yeah. yeah. It was it was a good good. So good it, bonding with you. With now, you right now, we're older. It's, it's, just, it's just crazy, like, like the, the world we live in. It's like, and we're, but we're still, we're, we're still doing our shit. Yeah. And that's what's funny, bro. And, 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 and life has beaten us down. But <laughs> I'm talking about all, all, all oh, directions. Me, yeah, trust all me. Directions. But yeah. we refuse to stop. No, yeah. It's like, if, if I stop, I, that's what happens. You know, when the, when the guy stops working, my father stopped working, right? He was like, every day. He stopped working. He got retired. He stopped that nigga died the year after that. I always like, oh, shark, no, shark in the water. If 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 he stops, he oh my mother, my mother nagging for all these years. But I don't know whatever <laughs> it was, but, but something happened. <laughs> He's like, I'm fucking out of here. All right, nigga. So, <laughs> Donnie, what Donnie? What do you what do you been working on? Obviously, the book is available, but yeah, the, you've got you've got a couple of things. You just wrapped up some short films. You want to just real real? Yeah, quick I just, I just wrapped up shooting a pilot for a TV series. Um, working with a couple cool producers on that. Again, Ray Vanacore came in at the Colombo Project Shout in, and um, we're shopping right now a feature horror film. 
So I'm I'm I've kind of like left the music game behind, minus working with Concrete Dream and E on that project, <laughs> and I'm just sticking to writing and, and film. You know, if you're working with E, it's a lifetime commitment. So yeah. it's yeah. like yeah. Uh, you don't get the right. with, with no publishing. Yeah, like, with no he publishing. He doesn't even make yeah. eye contact with me right there. <laughs> <laughs> How do I get in on this film? Do I need to show you my headshots or something? Uh, you, you know, we do need a, a zombie. So. <laughs> Oh shit! Oh shit! Where do I sign? Hit <laughs> me right there in the morning coffee. Like, what's up, man? Yeah. Do you want Let's me go. with or without my teeth? <laughs> Him and cousin Joe, the teethless killers. Oh man. <laughs> well, so on that note, I think we're gonna wrap this episode up. I was. No, nah, that was it. We covered up everything, man. You know, I'm very. So we're uh, going. We're going to a strip club after this, right? I think oh that's my gosh. The, uh, that's what the, <laughs> Listen. Hold your balls, your men. We're going. <laughs> well, yo, I just want to say again to everybody, thank you so much for checking out the show. Uh, and Diablo's Lord there. Make Jewish. sure. Make sure you uh, like, share, subscribe on YouTube. Join our mailing list on DiabloSDenPodcast.com. Shout out to my boy, Lord Jewish, for always, always holding us down. Uh, shout out to Husbandry, who just sent a text. To, uh, Eddie, uh, the guys in Husbandry said they're huge uh, Leeway fans. Just sent a text and said to say what's up. So, Yo, tell them they want a Thanks for having me today. If really they want a song from Eddie Leeway, come to me and play I'm his manager. Okay. So yeah, yeah, everybody, check out Eddie Leeway's uh, available on uh, online. Check out all Upstate his stuff. Upstate Records, yeah, Upstate Records. They're Upstate playing records. shows. Definitely check them out if you haven't heard of uh, the In new. In New York, we're playing March seventh, American uh, Amityville Music Hall, opening up Murphy's Law. Awesome. We cool. just locked that in. Check out all Donnie's uh, stuff coming out. Check out Esteban's stuff all coming out. Thank cool. you to Thank each you. one Thank of you guys you. for joining us Thank today. Jamie, shout out to Jay Reese. Shout out to Yvonne for being creeping in the back. Yeah. Diablosdenpodcast.com. Guys, make sure you Diablo's like, Den share, Podcast. subscribe on YouTube. Sign up on our email list. We will see you guys next month for episode number Good 10. Night, Thank everybody. you, everybody. Thank you so much. Queens all day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey everyone, this is Tuck from Fit for a King in Off-Road Minivan. Every week I bring you fun interviews alongside your favorite metalcore entertainers with my new podcast, Get Tucked. Join me every Monday with bands like Counterparts, Crystal Lake, like Mods to Flames, and many more. We play unsigned and undiscovered bands, deep dive into each artist's history, and of course provide the greatest breakdowns in current metalcore. Tune in to Get Tucked every Monday, out now through Sound Talent Media.